0: Hello and welcome back to the My Coaching Care Podcast. My name is Rob Wong and today I've bitten my own tongue, so my pronunciation is going to be a little weird for maybe this podcast and the next one. Um, (laughs) Today we're going to be talking about one of the hidden patterns that defines us through everything that we do. What was really interesting to me was that this is something that I wasn't aware of just by having a background in psychology. It Didn't come up in any of the literature that I read. It didn't come up in any of the lectures that I attended. Um, And in general, I was really surprised because this is something that really helped me see where I was getting in my own way and limiting my own abilities when it came to relationships, not just with my primary partner, but with all of the people in my life. The people that reported to me, the people that I reported to, um, it has a dramatic impact on the way that I navigate the world. So, what is this secret pattern? What is this thing that no one's heard of before? They're called attachment styles. Now, the way attachment styles are separated is that most people will fall into one of two categories. They're either secure or insecure attachment style, and it's roughly 50-50. Now, if you're a secure style of attachment, it means that your view of relationships is inherently optimistic. That is, you don't have to force yourself into believing that the relationship is going to go and work out or end up being something that's beneficial to you. You just naturally accept that that's the way things will play out. Um, The end result of this is that your relationships are perfect and everyone hates you. (laughs) Just kidding. but secure attachment styles are very likely to end up in healthy relationships because they know what to look for and they have healthy relationship beliefs. And as for the rest of us, we fall into the Insecure Attachment Styles. Um, so this isn't a bad thing. Uh, however, there are there's more information to cover here than I want to put in a single podcast. I think it can be kind of distracting to have way too much to focus on. So today, we're going to cover off on one attachment style. and. And you can begin looking for this attachment style within the people in your life. You can begin looking for it within yourself. It might not be you, but I promise that it will be super relevant to at least one person who is very close to you. So today we're gonna be talking about the avoidant attachment style. Um, And this is one that's traditionally associated with a lot of men, right? Women fall into this category too. Um, So it's not really like a gender specific thing. However, more often than not, the people who are conflict-avoidant, otherwise known as islands, will be men. Here's how you can identify an island, and this is well, this is the reason why it's so important to know what the attachment styles are when dealing with conflict. When put in a situation that is uncomfortable or heavily emotionally charged, islands typically will respond by trying to move away from the interaction. In fact, you might find them avoiding interactions where they anticipate conflict happening altogether. Right? The reason for this is because islands are not good at processing emotions with other people; rather, they prefer to do it internally, right, in their own heads. In a, a space of quiet and safety so if for instance you're to get into an argument with an island the island will then automatically without thinking pull away and if not allowed to pull away will then sever the relationship they'll do things to damage the relationship in order to give themselves the time and the space to process the emotions that they're going through The end result of that is that you might experience someone as being very stable, reasonable, nice, friendly until they reach a certain point and then without any warning they kind of explode. They're very sensitive to tonality, right? Um, And they will tend to draw away or push away from the interaction so that they can get space to themselves. Now once they have that space they're able to deal with their emotions individually, right? They'll find their own way, they'll process through and after about one or two days they'll be okay but In the meantime, the thing about attachment styles is that no one knows that (laughs) that the other attachment styles really exist, right? So we all assume that everyone deals with their emotions the same way that we do. So if I need to deal with my emotions by myself, I assume that the other person will need space as well. They'll be able to do the same thing not the case. The other attachment style, which we'll get into more detail in the next podcast, deals with emotions by processing it out loud with other people through conversation. So already you can see the beginnings of a dynamic here that just doesn't work. When you pair an island with um, this other attachment style, that are known as ambivalent or waves, um, you, you end up with this endless cycle of one party trying to pull in and gather more information, try to fix things, try to talk things through, um, and the other party pulling away because they need their space, and why isn't this person leaving me alone, I'm feeling smothered, and now blah blah, there's a fight. <laughs> so. Your attachment style is critically important to how you navigate the world, right? It's like this baseline assumption about how I take on conflict, this baseline way of operating that allows me or does not allow me to function in a stress-free way when it comes to intense situations. Even non-intense situations, right? Something as simple as someone asking you for something can be a point of emotional charge. As some, that's not something that I've noticed in myself, right? Anytime someone gets even remotely salesy at me, I begin to get like a little bit activated. Kind of a stressful situation and I'll do a lot to avoid being in that situation. However, in doing that, I'm also kind of cutting off an entire swath of human experience, right? I can't avoid conflict, I can't avoid uncomfort, like discomfort my entire life. So be looking for yourself within these signs, right? If you are an island, you will be um Activated when someone tries to apologize to you, but they don't have the right tone, right? Like you can tell they don't really mean it. Um, you can tell that you're an island if you try to pull away when the conflict shows up, or you find yourself deliberately avoiding situations that you think might be very uncomfortable or awkward. Um, you're probably an island if you notice that during a fight you're still cool, calm, and collected, but you have a lot of trouble accessing your emotions. Like, if you were trying to think about how you feel in the middle of a conflict, it's it's very hard to pull up. You might notice that you're a bit annoyed, but that might be the only sign that you're activated. Another sign to look for is if you've consistently been the person to end relationships if you look back through your history and the majority of the time the mass majority of the time you hit some kind of conflict and then you ended the relationship you were the one who called it off there's a very good chance that that's the what that's the lens that you use to process the world now there's no distinct um, fault for being an island there's nothing bad or wrong with it um, But in certain situations, it causes us to limit ourselves. It causes us uh, to hang on to resentment for a little bit longer than we need to. It causes us to show up in a certain way that prevents us from getting opportunities in specific arenas, right? If I'm always avoiding conflict, then will I have a hard time pushing for a deal? Will I have a hard time, mm, for instance, Advertising myself because someone might have something to say about the way that I'm advertising myself the more conflict avoidant that I am the harder it is for me to cope with certain situations and Being aware of that pattern is generally the first step to beginning to adjust to shift over To start removing unwanted behaviors and reactions from the way that we behave And if you spot an island in the wild, if you spot an island in one of your relationships, one thing to be very aware of is that these people are sensitive to being made wrong. That is, if they think that you're judging them or you think that they think that you think that you're better than them or giving them advice, it won't really sink in too well, right? You may notice that that might have actually been the source of conflict for you in the past. So I hope you found this helpful. I hope you Use this guide to get more understanding of the way that you process the world or someone close to you processes the world. And keep an eye out for the next episode where we'll be talking about the other insecure attachment style, the one that most women tend to fall into. So that's all the time that we have for today. My name is Rob Wong, and this has been another episode of the My Coaching Care podcast. We'll catch you in the next one. And as always, if you need additional support in between these podcasts, you can always reach out to us for a free booking on (laughs) mycoaching.care to grab a free 45-minute session. We'll catch you in the next one.